0: Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan. Hello. What's going on? What's the news?
1: Oh, what is the news this week? Well, we've been, as we were talking about last week, we were in anticipation of going to the Wave, which is the UK's, not the only, I don't think, but it's the UK's premier wave pool. <laughs> premier wave pool. They've certainly pool. got a very slick marketing sort of team, haven't they? It looks good. They put loads of good stuff out there, and it was pretty epic.
0: It was good, wasn't it? We enjoyed it immensely. We
1: weren't able to get actual
0: footage and photos of the wave because once we're in, you know, it's like it's like it's always that thing with surfers, isn't it? Like you know, oh, let's get some photos, let's get some video, and then you know when you've had a great trip because there's fucking no photos, no videos because who the oh the fuck is going to want to sit. On the sideline and take a quick... When you're wanting to just get in and, and score.
1: T- let me tell you who's supposed to sit on the sidelines and take pictures. The people who say they're going to sit on the sidelines and take pictures. Damn straight. That you can then buy after That you can buy after that we then couldn't
0: find, because you can buy pictures, as Liam's saying. Um, <laughs> waiting for the update, waiting for the update. And then nothing arrives. And we discussed this before the show. We both... A very, very honest about our ego on this show. Like I, I, I wouldn't want to do a show like this if I wasn't going to be honest. Cause it just, it's, it's pointless to me. And did my ego want to see photos of me in the barrel? Fuck yes. Hell yes. And that's fine. Let's honor that. It's okay. It's, it, you can't get rid of that side of you. No. It, and, and also there's an organic side to that too, which is that aesthetically, if you see yourself, you know, in a barrel, it's, it's beyond ego too. Like there's a bit of that too. There's that nice kind of like, oh, nice. But what does it matter if it's but, not just about the feel, you know? Well, i tell you what, all folks,
1: time. it is a great reminder that we also need to live our own advice mm. on the mindful surf, or the, the themes that we're throwing around and pondering, like surf likes no one's watching, who gives a fuck what people think of your surfing style, don't worry about what it looks like or what it feels like. But at the same time, we were both so pumped on this uh, trip that we wanted to see pictures of our of our pumpedness how did, how did it look
0: how deep in the barrel did i get you know in this that thing like that video that you yeah. i think you showed me where yeah. oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's the first time surfer a surfer sees him or herself you know in a photo or a video and it's like oh no it's like i thought i
1: looked like tom curran yeah.
0: shit i look Awful. Yeah. And we're so much harder on ourselves than other people would be. Like, I think my, my brother raised this really beautifully. He said on the phone after we, after the wave, we, we caught up and we spoke about it. He surfed it too. And, uh, he said a really cool thing. He said, I don't know anyone I've ever surfed with who's looked shit. It's a really powerful insight. So I've never seen you on a wave going, Oh, Liam looks, looks shit. You know, it's only us on us, like really. And and if any, if anyone else was on you in that way, Like, if you're going to hang out with that kind of person, like someone actually criticised your actual style, not not giving you critique on on your you know technique is very very different thing. Because Liam's about to go, mate, yeah, you fucking you criticise me all the time. But no, on a serious note, that it'd be about technique is a very different thing. But if it's about your actual just surfing and someone's shitting on it. I mean, you're not going to hang out with that, are you? But no. I think, so we we are way
1: too hard on ourselves. I know I am. Part of the reason why we're doing this show in some ways, isn't it, is to try and develop techniques and ways of not being so hard on ourselves. But what a vital lesson for me. I mean, it really was a – maybe the universe was giving us this anyway. Because I think it's probably the only day they haven't taken pictures at the wave since they started the bloody thing in itself. Because it's so funny. Because there's always somebody with a camera there taking pictures of people. I mean, Sasha from Zero Ego must have like four or five albums full of him surfing different boards on there. But the fact that we've been putting out content around screw what people think of your surf style, go with how it feels, not how it looks, to actually then live that experience during what is for both of us a new experience because we've never surfed a wave pool before. Actually, now that I'm a few days in, I'm quite grateful for not having any pictures of myself surfing it because it felt brilliant. Mm. I wasn't expecting it to feel so good. And because it felt so good, once the kind of come down, because the whole of Sunday, you know, I was just in some sort of super zen state, which I didn't think I could get into from a wave ball. It did something to my mind, which was this real kind of, it sent me somewhere completely new. And yeah, to not then see a picture, I was disappointed at first. But actually now, because it felt so good, it hasn't been tarnished by my ego going, "Oh, well, you didn't complete that turn very well. Or you didn't do that particularly brilliantly." I still only got the feeling of that day, and that's that's unique. I think it's really cool. I think the
0: universe presents us signs at the moment we needed that sign. Yeah, you can. The whole point of a sign is how you read it, right? Yeah, you know, someone else might go, <laughs> universe, shut the fuck up, get off your." silly woo-woo horse and someone else might then go no no if you read a sign it's how you interpret it right and how i interpret that myself and i know you as well as you just alluded to is that this surfing experience is all about how it feels and on that point i want to come on to the look of things too because i think that there is a, a a real like uber positive side to that is when you comment on a friend's wave and how mm. they're surfing. And mm. I think that's the real camaraderie. Yes, yeah yeah. That can come from from seeing how it looks mm. and congratulating someone on how well they've done and, and the buzz that can come from that. And it was a really unique experience in the wave we were surfing because there's all these strangers and we're all like most surfs are, you don't know a lot of people. And uh I was buzzing. I mean I mean I was frothing, making noises, hooting, hollering, my God, the the wave was unbelievable and it just it blew me away that they had this slabby barrel section on the inside and i was trying to pull in and i was pulling in and i was getting barreled and it was just it was mind-blowing like you said i haven't felt that stoked for such a long time it was like my brain went into like this new level of, it's like a drug wasn't it it was yeah, like a yeah. real yeah. proper high yeah you know it was interesting because at the beginning there was a few there was a few shields yeah um with the other surfers who were probably looking at me going Fucking hell, this guy's weird. Cause I was like chatting, 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 chatting. Oh, did you see that? And how was your wave there? And oh, it's weird like that, isn't it? And da I was kind of on cloud nine and I and I like to just talk to people yeah. it, it, as long as they want to communicate it was as fun. well. Yeah. And it was and it was fun. And uh it was really interesting because it took them a little while, but a few of the lads really did start opening up. And what was unique was you could tell that they were really enjoying. Having a proper chat about their surfing, my surfing, surfing in general, yes. in the water, yeah. and and that and it's amazing because listen, not everyone's going to want to talk about their wave and someone else's wave and dot dot dot, but most humans i found when they drop the shield and they open up and they share, it's the sharing bit is you do double joy. I swear that that saying of a joy shared is a joy doubled. Oh is, yeah, completely. is a monumental sort of example to me of why your fellow human is what makes life better mm. and the solo journey don't be wrong is, is everything i mean that that's really it's you isn't it you, you, mm. you know you're born alone you you don't know I mean, really we're in this life yeah it's just our, our body it's the thing we're doing unless you're i guess a siamese twin arguably but um aside from that you're then into this thing called society called people called peer groups whatever you want to call it and then when you can share joy Authentically with those other people, it seems to just go, it just yeah, totally. goes through the roof, doesn't it? You were, you were doing so well. Dude, I gotta to say to the listeners who are listening and you listen to this show for a while, Liam's been on an immense, immensely steep, I would say, learning curve of getting better, getting better, getting better. Not being able to do what I would say is even a cutback mm-hmm. in two years ago. You, you couldn't, you, you could sort of take off, do a bit of something down the line, but just bet you just had no real, um, knowledge of of how yeah, to, yeah just how to do a, a cutback and now you're doing cutbacks you're doing all sorts it's progressing very very quickly one thing that and you won't mind me saying this you found well I see what you say cr- first <laughs> <laughs> he's like
1: what I'll are you going to say about my bum I'll tell you afterwards I've got a
0: lovely bottom <laughs> thank you very
1: much it's a little bit hairy needs a shave sometimes but there you go a little bit of a shave um have you got a hairy ass? I think. You, gee, yeah, what well, kind of guy would have yeah, a hairy ass? Just a little bit. he get some fluff on there, yeah. Because There's no need to talk about my backside. <laughs> I'm a 44 year old. Hairy bumble as well? Or? Well, I don't know. I don't get to see it very often. You don't. I don't, don't whack, go around looking at it. Don't wax it. No, fine.
0: <laughs> um, is. <laughs> is um, I've lost my train of thought. You basically. So you. This is what I am going to say. Because we did the expert say. Yeah, we did the expert say. But what I am going to say mm-hmm. is that you have not found bigger, steeper ways super enjoyable, but you've sometimes found that that's where your progression has stalled. And yet, you went to the wave on expert level. And in my head, before going, I was thinking, I'm a bit concerned. And we're wondering, how is he going to find this? And mate, you smashed it out of the park. And there were other surfers surfing that day who are way more experienced than you, who I thought have surfed different, you know, bigger waves, barreling waves, da da da, who didn't perform to the same, same level you did. And what it was it was your takeoff, because it's a very, very steep
1: takeoff at the wave. And you just fucking nailed it. Uh, Yeah, I was quite proud of myself. What was it on the day that you think? It's a very interesting one because, as again, as regular listeners, although I've I've sort of surfed, as probably a lot of our listeners have for a long time, but not really surfing, you know, as as I now see it. And so I was a real down-the-line surfer before, and I just enjoy being in the sea, and I still do, you know, so that's the kind of main reason why I'm in there. But obviously, as you progress at things, you kind of really want to improve and sort of back to where I was starting to kind of open the door to back in my 20s and then you have this hiatus and you come back and it's never too late to go again and learn. But in terms of why I probably found it easier at the wave than I have in places that we've been to sort of fairly hollow or steep beach breaks or uh, reefs wherever in Cornwall is just there was something about the controlled environment which took that side of because I know about you know ocean for me is a great therapy but I also know uh, how dangerous it can be. And so I'm always dealing with that. I get my heightened state. And I know the, waves, the wave as well, come back to the safety aspects there. But there's more going on sometimes when we're in the sea, from weather conditions to other surfers to safety, all of that stuff, that sort of would be been removed during the uh, wave trip. Also, you're getting the same thing over and over and over again. Nothing's changing, actually, with the, with the wave. And I've always had a very f- strong pop-up anyway. It's just part of my yeah, that's have. probably my best bit of surfing is that I my my speed from feeling the wave going to getting up is pretty sharp. So that helped on there. So I was I had confidence in that aspect of my surfing now. And actually all of the ocean stuff that we've done together in the last couple of years, that down the line stuff, really came into play in that controlled environment because you know exactly what's going to happen on that wave. So in terms of what changed, and that advice to anybody that's going, I made sure I was at the back of the lineup for the first wave so I could see what was coming and what to expect which was a good and a bad idea because somebody that we know very well who's the next exceptional surfer i'm sure won't might be saying actually his first wave he stacked and that sort of put the heebie-jeebies up me a little bit because i know how good he is and so that was a good and a bad idea but it gave me time to just go okay i know what's gonna i know what this wave looks like and i know what's gonna happen and i know how to and then because of that i made my first takeoff on this wave that's always a big thing for me As soon as i've got the first anything under my belt i'm like okay I sort of I'm a, I'm aware of what's going to happen time and time again. I did wipe out maybe three times on, in the session, but again, after the first wipeout, it was heavy. But you go, okay, I can deal with that. I know what it is. It's it's heavier than some of the ocean wipeouts you had, but there's no real hold down, is there? And frankly, if it got really bad, they turn the they turn the they turn the wave machine off, which doesn't happen in the sea. So it was all of those things, I believe, coming together to enable a change in mindset or rather that you're not thinking about the things that could happen. You know, again, it's like projecting what potentially could go wrong or might happen. As soon as you take that away and you take, dare I say, there was an element of, I don't think it was fear, it was uh the right word, it's just what's going to happen. Yeah. The, the same fear factor for me was not there. Then I might get on a full double overhead day in somewhere in Cornwall where we've been before. It just is a different playing field for me. Maybe it's because it's such a controlled
0: environment. It was really interesting because I we spoke afterwards about how I thought it was it was heavier mm. than a lot of the waves you've mm. kind of backed out of and things. And, yeah. then, and then we talked about board volume and, and you had you had a choice. You had your shorter board or your fatter board. Yeah, I used my foamy as well. And That's you a- used the foamy. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because I think, you know, this is a Rob Pachado quote, but foam is your friend? Go FOMO, go home. Go FOMO, go home. And we talked about this on the show in early episodes. We'll talk about it again. And it's this thing where my brothers, who all surf really well, a couple of them live in Hawaii and surf religiously, and an elder brother lives in England here, but he's, again, a very good surfer. And they were all saying, mate, you need to be on more volume. Because I'm a heavy bloke. I'm ninety yeah. I'm 90, 91 kilos. Yes. Uh, so we're in a wetsuit, getting up to 94-ish. Mm-hmm. Pretty significant weight that on a surfboard. Yeah, absolutely. And they said you've got the power to move a, a bigger board anyway, so you you're gonna find yourself completing turns, better and it, and I kinda heard this advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my ego was far too entrenched in its own rigidity of what was right and wrong and I just felt like they were kind of pointing fingers at my surfing and I just wasn't uh humble enough, truthfully, to take on what they were saying. And um hindsight's a wonderful thing. I look back and now see my kind of my twenties when I was on probably not crazy too few liters, but maybe five to eight litres, still a significant amount, maybe 10 litres too too few. Mm. And um, since going up and up in litres gradually, my surfing has got better and I'm completing more manoeuvres. But going back to the volume thing for yourself, that's what really shone through. You chose the right board. So it's it was, always a, cool, about board choice it was a cool moment because you had your ego choice, which was to be out there on what yeah. everyone else is riding. yeah. Or you had that small, much more intrinsic
1: soulful choice, which is like, I know what's right here. And it was wicked to see, you well, I, I, to, to see you do that. That's where this show has helped as well, right? Because I've got to a point which, you know, I think a lot of the people that we speak to who listen to the show do connect with because we're, we're at different levels. You know, we've got different levels of surf. But there's a lot of guys who are my age who've surfed for a long time and, and have never had the sort of either formal training or they've had to teach themselves. So we were the days before kind of YouTube videos of how to rip and all of that stuff. And a lot of that shield that comes from the times when you don't admit that you're on the wrong board or you're just trying to, you're kind of wearing an image of a surfer, let's say. As soon as you get into this mindset of having joy, that's where foamies, I think, have really come to them. So what am I surfing for? I'm surfing to have a lot of fun, to be in the ocean, to get some cracking waves. And I have to say that the foam revolution, uh, the time it's come along, has been fantastic for me because I have a great connection with that. It seems strange talking about something that's probably just popped out of a machine in China, so I'm sorry for my carbon footprint on this one. But this Mick Fanning board that is like a performance foamy has really built my confidence up. But you're right, it's not the oh, this looks cool to have under your arm. You look like you're carrying one of the kids, which technically I am carrying one of the kids' boards under my arm. But it surfs so well, and it gets you out of so much trouble sometimes because of that extra volume. Even though it's a short, well, it's 5'10", it's a short board. It's really, really helped. And I'm not really bothered anymore about the image of what it looks like in the lineup. And in fact, sometimes it does you a favour in the lineup. We've said this before, because if you're in a reasonable lineup, you start surfing a kid, a foamy well, it sort of just takes the sting out of it. The expectation's not the same. So there was that and I just knew that with it being fresh water and with it being you know what's my, what am I most comfortable on and that we only had an hour I was like fuck I don't give a shit what anybody thinks I'm going to go in and, foamy. and i foamy and who cares really and it thing. paid off really and that's the I guess that's the the lesson of the day is that do what feels right not what you want to project an image of to other people
0: Hey hope you enjoyed enjoying the show If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer why not share it with your friends or Go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. The more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. In sports psychology, when you are having the most fun, you are at your highest performing level. The flip side to that is when you get into your highest performing level, you are probably having, if not definitely having, a lot more fun. Now, there's a lot of challenge in that. Because how do we enter into that fun space and relaxed space, calm space prior to something that's arousing and anxiety building and lifting us up and up and up? How do we kind of keep that center and that that control? And for me, it's breathing. And on the day, getting barrel after barrel, big takeoffs, I was on quite a small board, dealing with steep drops, Mm -hmm. relentlessly like this. I I eventually started to notice I was getting like – it was amazing fun, don't get me wrong – but I was getting a little bit over sort of almost anxious because the hormones are raging, the adrenaline, all this stuff. And, it, and it's fun, fun, fun. And then the fun starts to, ooh, and it's like, whoa, trying to contain it and not get overly, um, kind of worked in a sense. And the deep breathing is, is huge for that. And I was sort of like, just, just waiting because this next wave's coming and it's like, whew, just try and contain this adrenaline. And so for me, it's that. Like, I think the, here's the insight I want to come to. It's, it's know yourself. If you're ever in a situation where you're a bit under, how can you, well, firstly, know yourself, know that you're a bit under, undercooked. How can you come back to the middle? So you've got to come upwards from there, mm. um, and, and sort of raise your focus and raise your intensity a little bit. And then equally, if your intensity is going too high and you're too aroused and too anxious, how can you then simmer it back down? And, uh, in any situation, you're trying to come back to center, back to center. And, uh, an insight on that actually came up. Yesterday, because we were surfing a very fat wave, mm-hmm. very mellow, and it just wasn't working. And I was definitely in that under bit, yeah. that kind of underwhelmed, feeling quite like this. And the funny thing is, is it's still always breathing. Breathing with you a bit undercooked and a bit bored and underwhelmed yeah. and a bit like Muh. Breathing works to bring you cent- into centre on that occasion in the exact same way from being too pumped and too anxious to
1: bring it back down. Yeah. Breathing is always... It's coming back to the present moment. That's the key. It calms that vagus nerve. Yeah, of course it does. Well, because it's the best and the worst of worlds, isn't it, as well, the wave. So come back to our surf yesterday. We compared to that. So for the surf yesterday, the expectation had been raised, actually. The bar had been raised so much because of the quality of what is an artificial wave. Although it's very different. We come back to how it's different to being in the ocean. But the quality of an artificial wave is so high that we went to a place that we really enjoy surfing. And the wave, the conditions weren't great. They eventually got better. But yeah, you're right. You kind of, you've, you've killed off some of the stoke because you go, Oh, oh, well, I can get a better wave than this in a <laughs> better, whatever that means, but I get a more performance wave than this in mm. a swimming pool, essentially. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, so it really does, uh, adjust the mindset. The other thing that you do get both in and out of the ocean that's heightened at the wave, going back to the point about don't give a shit. Make sure you ride the board that you like and make sure you've got enough volume because it is, it is hard. But equally, it's the best and worst of the ego, sh- the shield bit, especially when you go to the, the expert you know because what is that anyway (laughs) labels beginner intermediate expert it's a whole another show but you've got what are the expert 14 guys and they, they were all guys in this instance lined up in a line literally a lineup watching each other go on this expert wave and there's a lot of testosterone bouncing around and there's a lot of banter between the people that know each other you can see and there's a lot of ego about boards but the reason it's the worst of places for that is there is no hiding place about how well or not you surf on that wave. Thankfully, for some people, there's no photographs, but that is everybody's watching. Yeah. You can't surf like no one's watching. Literally, everybody's watching from the people who work in the cafe to the people in the lineup. So that also affects people's mindset, I think, because in the ocean, and this has been part of my progression and sort of looking at how people look, going back to the foamy thing, is like you see some guys who are in the, the ocean, and uh, they used to be intimidating to me sometimes because they look the part. We're talking like the stereotypical aggressive shortboard, staring out into the s- sets that are rolling in, arms folded, very looks like stereotypical surfer from the front of a magazine. And you think, wow, that person must be great. And I now have seen over the last three or four years, people sitting in that style and that stance who previously would have been intimidated. And there's me sort of bobbing around my fobby. And these guys can't surf. They don't even catch waves. Mm-hmm. And that's been a real eye opener. But if you go to the wave you will get better because it's a great practice canvas but there is no hiding from you've got to paddle for a wave and you've got to catch the wave or you're wiping out there's a sort of a study of how people behave in arenas where the ego can be easily bruised or damaged it's fascinating
0: absolutely fascinating and and i think that we all deal with pressure very differently yeah um everyone has different methods some people actually thrive on it as well And what's really unique about going to wave parks is I think, certainly like you said, you know, take your turn, take your turn. It's a real interesting insight into the practice of the psychology of pressure surfing. It's a lot of pressure. Because there's so many, there's so many situations we get into as surfers where there is, the pressure is on. Yeah. You know, people are watching, you're in the spot and you've got to make it. And if you don't make it, you're not, maybe not going to get another turn. Especially certain if you travel mm. and you're at a local spot and they're yeah. watching to see, right, well, he's not made it right. We're not giving him another one. Yeah. No way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, it felt like that. Yeah. Everyone I paddle for, I know that eyes are on me. All, all eyes. And it, um, it was quite profound
1: actually, but God, wow, what an experience. We've yeah. got to go again, dude. Wow, we've given some airtime to the wave there. I know. That we had to. We will go back and we'll get some photos next time. And I'll probably not make any of the expert session waves. You're going too high an expectation. I'll be like, seriously, I did yeah, get some. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So we're going to move on to segment number one. The mind, body, stoke. What Liam and I have been doing with our minds and bodies to raise the stoke level. Dude, anything?
1: I was going to talk very quick, It links straight in from about which board I was riding at the Wave and expectations around boards and why you're riding them and whether you actually stick with them if they're not for you and so on and trying different things. And I've had a great time on this, uh, on this phobia. I've also very much enjoyed riding the other boards that I've ridden over the time, you know, from your... Uh, Luke Short, which I've now acquired, which is my my favourite board. But I also had uh, Two Short Puddle Jumper, which I really enjoyed, but I sold on. I had some of all Gulfstream boards, which I really enjoyed, but I sold to make some money to buy the Evo, the Tomo Evo, which has been a great board in some ways, but it's also, I've realised, been a board that I don't get to use as often as I would like. And it's not quite the right board for me at the moment. So it gets so much press, and it gets so much great, like, this is the best board, and it does this, this, and this. But it's kind of been great and it's been awful all at the same time so instead of sort of persevering with it which i probably would have previously done and it in the wrong conditions as you get more i guess uh, familiar with wanting to make progression and it's just saying it hasn't worked and walking and trying something new there's a time to persevere and there's a time to say do you know what i'm just going to let this go and i'm going to let go of the idea that i have to make sure i can now surf this in the right way and i'll probably come back to it but if you have the right gear to improve and progress and to get joy from then you'll get way more out of that than persevering with something that you should be on you know you know it's it's this kind of nonsense so i've enjoyed it's been worth having but um i'm giving it up because i've got other boards that i want to ride and uh, and progress and try on that's my getting my mind in the right place so a bit like we were talking about the wave i'm not going to go in on the evo because i know i've got a connection with the fanny. And so I'm going to stick with that. And I'm going to stick with some other performance stuff like the Luke Short, but also uh, get a new mid-length and then potentially a puddle jumper. So, because I know all those boards work for me and just letting go. It's a,
0: a very humbling journey being a surfer. And one of the most humbling things is how often we just get the wrong board and it just doesn't work. And it might not be The wrong board in a really extreme way. Might just be a little bit of the wrong board. But being surfers the way we are, we get these just these small opportunities for getting in the ocean. You might not be able to get in the ocean that often. You might not live by the sea. And when you do get in the sea, you know, in a session, it might there might only be like eight waves that you can get in the whole like two hours or something. Like these beautiful, beautiful moments of being on a wave are very. Very precious. So as surfers, we do we get very precious about, oh, yeah. what is that board doing for me? Is it is it as, almost as perfect for those conditions as we yeah. can get? And if it's not, it's being to move on like you've done. Whoa. And it's quite tough, that, because financially it's tough. But also, yeah. secondly, I think we, we do get into this thing of, you know, oh, maybe I should, do, like you said, should. It's that silly, silly and word. Studliness. Oh, I should, I should ride it because I, I spent a load of money. Yeah. Well, listen, what's to say you can't just sell it and get a different one? I think the you know? key
1: is is being able to say, we try things, it's not right at least we've tried it we make a mistake we move on that applies to life too but you might have the right board at the wrong time you might have the wrong board at the wrong time at the wrong (laughs) time and so it's all about what you need for now what you need for the conditions you're riding in and right now this is not the right board because i can't use it enough to get the value out of it so true
0: and it's it's difficult to do because you sort of you build up an idea of what you want your surfing to be like yeah and where you want it to go. And when the board doesn't quite fit in with that, it's quite a letting go process. It's, um, cause we, get, it's really strange with boards. We kind of get attached to them. It's, it's, it's not like your average object, is it? No. It's really, uh, a, it's a unique thing. It's a relationship. You have a connection to them. Aren't you? <laughs> I mean, cause I have this with, this... it's like, Oh, I'm kissing goodbye yeah. to my, yeah. my sweet partner, the, yeah. the Evo. It just didn't work out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find happiness somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. With some other guy. Yeah. <laughs> I um, don't know why they had to be in American accents, but... I don't know. There you go. And, uh, we it was the th- rom-com. Please,
1: our American uh, friends and audience, do not uh, judge Wilfrey's for uh, American accent. Shit, yeah. American accent.
0: Um, right. That's really cool, dude. I want to share a it. bit of mine stuff. I, we went in the sea yesterday. I did something I do a lot. And you call me out quite, you know, justly, shall we say, uh, and appropriately, because I do this thing where I get in the C, and then I go, oh, I could be on that board. I start saying it. could be on that board. Or the other one is, mm, could be better around the corner. Yeah. Different beach. So I'm not present. There's no doubt I'm not present. There's a duality in that. The downside is I'm not present and I'm not necessarily looking at the sunset. I'm not feeling my board in the water, my chest on the board. I'm not um, taking in, you know, the, the friendship aspect. We're here and the gratitude of being healthy. I mean, God, the list goes on and on and on and on of things to be grateful for essentially in the moment and being present. And then the upside of having that kind of, let's say, that perfectionist mindset of constantly trying to get to that really perfect surf spot or be on the most perfect board or try and push it a bit further is, of course, that you can get a better wave. And that can boost your happiness sometimes because we've done this before. We have moved. We'll give examples. We've moved from spot X to spot Y, knowing that Y might be punchier and better. So have we been present in spot X? No. No. But did it lead to going to spot Y and then lucking out that spot Y was actually better and having a better time and having more happiness? Well, yeah. Yeah. So there's a duality there, as in if you are a perfectionist in that way in your surfing, it's going to hamper you at times and it's going to make you lose presence and not enjoy and not be grounded. And I do that all the time. But it's also going to lead to a lot of good stuff because it's it's about seeking the better opportunity, going further, going to the next step, next beach, different board, always seeking that evolution. So I think, like always, we accept how we are as people,
1: you know? It's striking that balance. And we always talk about balance in the show and the line between order and chaos. And if you're in too much of one, it's terrible for for various reasons. If you're in too much of the other, it's terrible because there's too much order. So there is that line to tread. But as I said at the very beginning of the show, it's about we are also with you all on this idea of trying our best to be more mindful surfers. And that might be being happy with the waves that you're riding. It might be being happy with the life that you're living. It might be being happy or happier with whatever is good enough at that time. doesn't mean that you don't fall into the trap of not being present or getting dissatisfied or having all of the things that we try and coach ourselves not to have. But it's that awareness of it, isn't it? And realising that that's what you're doing. So it doesn't become an unconscious takeover of always seeking the next thing as bringing yourself back to the present and allowing yourself to be happy with or content enough with. And you could insert whatever that is, life, board, fins, wave, beach, sunshine. You could fill in the blanks yourself. And it also helps when you've got a mate who takes the piss. Well, I try because it to kind of so much on the show.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Otherwise, you'd be in the comedy section of uh, iTunes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It's it's actually really it's really useful because you you need that mirror sometimes. You're like, well, you're not present. I'm like, yeah, no, you, it's true. Actually, it's true. But then I I, always, I have I always have a comeback like, yeah, but it could actually be better around that. And in fairness to me, in my defence, we have gone have around the corner some, at times. Ve- you have
1: made some very good calls. We made some good calls occasionally. I, I'm just easily pleased. I you?
0: know, I know, I know. Actually, do you know what that? That's what it is. Yeah. Is is I'm I'm really seeking. What you have already which is that you you're happy just being in there whereas i go into this thing of like expectation you know so it's so funny how it works isn't it you get to a certain level in your surfing ability and you're like well i want to be able to be doing turns and calves and cutbacks, and if i can't be doing those i want to be doing hang fives on my longboard and it's all this perfectionist mindset of expectation because really what does it matter if i'm on the wrong board at the wrong wave and it's just a case of laying there in the water and just, you know, because there's so much to be grateful for, even if a surf isn't like going gangbust as well. Like he's, he's, there's just so much around you. And this is this amazing thing about mindfulness. We go into mindlessness all the time. It's who we are. I've been coaching mindfulness for years and I practice it myself religiously and I'm mindless all of the time. And the way that I know I'm on the mindfulness journey of, of actually growing in that way is knowing when I've been mindless. That's that, the beautiful thing. You can only come back from knowing where you've not
1: been that's to where you works. need to be. That's how it works. Um, so just raise your awareness. Raise that's, your... That's that's all you got to do. Yeah, and, and get to a place where good enough is exactly that. Mm-hmm. It's good enough. Doesn't mean you have to stay there, but for right now, just breathe because, you know, to be in the ocean is good enough. And we are incredibly lucky any time that we enter that environment. Well said. So-
0: I want to bring us on to segment number 2 I'm only doing two segments today. It's Surf Media Insight. and just want to share... It's Lakey Peterson. She's got a great vlog.
1: Great surfer. And she's well. a
0: very, very good surfer as well. And um she had a new... In one of these vlogs, we'll leave a link in, in the show notes, but she had this vlog where she had a new shipment of boards, some channel liners, Almerics. Sick boards. Look really yeah. sick. Real cool sprays and, and just brand new. And to us, I'm not sure... I think I would come shit piss, puke. (laughs) I'd have snot come out my nose. I think my eyeballs would fall out. I think I'd be so stoked. I think I'd combust if I had a shipment of boards. Arrive to my house I fucking go <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. like it would just be outrageous and uh, the gratitude and the stoke and actually in the video it was a really I really connected with her which is unusual I didn't expect to because you know top pros you'd assume you know they've had millions of boards they're just adapted to it because we do we we adapt to our environments the highs aren't so high anymore and the lows aren't so low you know we all adapt that's yeah. how humans are and um yet she was buzzing like really frothing and I was like That's really nice to see that there's some really successful people in the world who are still enjoying success and thriving and have gratitude. That's what I'm really on about here. It's maintaining an attitude of gratitude. Maybe that is the definition
1: of success, isn't it? Is to remain grateful and stoked and to see the whole world as if you're just seeing it for the very first time. Absolutely love that. Dude, we're going to make a wrap on that. We are just a more of a review type episode on the wave. We loved it. It's very surfy episode Get today.
0: Your, Very surfy episode. Get yourself to the wave or a wave park wherever you listen to this in the world, if you can. It's fucking ace. And don't worry. Um, but it can't replace they... the ocean. But go on, you were going to say something else. And don't can't.
1: worry whether they take pictures or not.
0: <laughs> we'll leave it on that. Yeah. Very nice.
1: See you guys. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.